Welcome to The Truth About, a podcast where we cut the bull crap and start getting to the truth so that we can live our best lives. I'm Dr. Montoroso, and today we're going to explore the truth about taking accountability. I'll have parents that will ask me for advice for their kids. I'll have friends that ask me for advice for dating. Now, this isn't everyone. I've definitely had people who have asked me for things and really have taken it to heart. They apply it to their lives. But I find that a lot of the people that ask and they get a solid answer, right? A, B, C on what they should do. Then they don't do any of it. And then I have to hear them complain after. And so I learned to stop answering questions that are not asked and sometimes answering questions very briefly so that I'm not putting a whole bunch of energy and then feeling frustrated after if it doesn't necessarily go the way I hoped it would. I've learned not to take it personal. It's something that happens in life. We want what's best, but we don't really know what that is. So we kind of go in circles to different people, sometimes hoping to hear the answer that we want. But it's something that I experience often as a therapist, I think, or maybe it's my personality, where people will come to me for that. This podcast is about accountability. At first, you would think, well, why are we having a whole conversation about accountability? And the reality is, we got a problem, guys. We live in a society where we want to tell everybody what to do. We want to hold people accountable, right? If any of you have ever heard of cancel culture, that's literally holding people on the internet accountable for something that may have said or something they may have done, pretty much Xing them out, bringing down their views by just rejecting them. And there's a part of us doing this in order to punish them for what they've done and make sure that they learn so their behavior doesn't continue. So it's a space of holding people accountable for their actions or what they say. We're very quick to tell others what they have done wrong. So what's the problem with this? When do you get the opportunity to hold yourself accountable? When you look around and you don't have a lot of friends Do you ever look at yourself and think, what influence do I have on the number of friends that I have around me? Let's say you haven't had a partner for a long time. Do you look at yourself and think, what influence do I have on the fact that I've been single for 10 years? When you look at your job and you feel unhappy, do you ever look at yourself and see what influence do you have on being in this place in your life right now? I know people are already feeling some type of way with me saying this out loud. Blood's boiling. I understand that the first thought that often comes to mind is, oh, so Dr. Daisy, you're saying it's my fault? Let me stop you there. Whose fault is it? Chicken or the egg? What came first? I'm not here to get into a discussion of whose fault things are, meaning where did the problem originate from? But I want to know, do you have an influence in these things that are happening in your life? Because these are the only things we have control over is our influence in your actions, in your growth, in your self-reflection, in your responses. Does that mean bad things are never going to happen? No, but blaming the whole world for your issues is the fastest way for you to lose control 
and truly feel like you're in a very powerless and hopeless position. In the place of accountability is where you regain your power. So what is accountability? When we look at accountability, I would encourage you guys to see it as something that's relational at heart. It's understanding your influence to the things around us. So whether it's a problem we have within ourselves, a problem we might have with others, or even when you look and you realize that you're not in the place that you want to be in your life. So what are some places in our lives that we can see this? Why do people think what they do about you? Why do you feel so misunderstood? Why do you keep having the same issues with your friends? Why do you keep dating the same crappy guys? I know some people in the world that I maybe did not have the best experiences with or the narratives that they have about me are ones that were defined in certain actions that I did. I have taken a lot of time when these things happen to look back and say, what is my role in this? Is there times that I sit and I blamed and I got upset and I judged every single person who had a concern with me? Absolutely. I'm not perfect either. But when you're seeing a pattern, at some point, you've got to realize you're the common denominator. And there are plenty of times that I've had to be the person to look at myself and say, you're the common denominator. So I understand how hard that position is. But accountability is our ability to look at our influence and then take action. You have two responsibilities when you are holding yourself accountable. It is to understand the influence and then it's to do something about it. So if I start seeing a pattern in certain people or in relationships that I have and it's the same crap over and over again, fine, you can recognize it to your blue in the face. You can talk about it in therapy to your blue in the face, but are you going to be able to do something different? If you don't want to change If you feel that your influence isn't the catalyst or doesn't have enough within an interaction that you actually need to do something different, cool, live your best life. But just know that you are part of a vicious cycle. The actions, the words, the attitudes that you have, all of these things are going to be influential to the vicious cycle that's going to continue As long as you continue to hold your part in that vicious cycle and choose not to change anything. So if that's where you are, live it. Live that life. Ignorance is bliss. But if you're ready to do something a little bit different, accountability is a wonderful place to start. So accountability over time can turn into credibility. This credibility that accountability leads us to is created because we start to have value and trust combined. So when you think of anything that's credible, it has value and you can trust it. And as you hold yourself accountable, you will start developing a higher space of value because you will be someone who can tap into themselves before they go blaming everybody else. And then you'll also be able to trust yourself more and people will be able to trust you more because they know you'll be looking at your influence. They trust that your value is good. You can learn to trust yourself because you trust that you're in control of what you can do. And you're not just running in circles. 
you will self-reflect even when it's hard to be your best self. That is a high-valued person. That is someone that I want in my life as a friend, as a family member, as a partner. I want someone that's going to be able to reflect within themselves and not just sit here playing the blame game 24-7. Accountability, in essence, is a mirror looking at your ugly side sometimes. It's a self-assessment of situations. We have to start moving towards the ugly truth. You have an influence in most of your crappy situations. You have an influence on people, on the relationships that you're in with people, on that big fight that you had with your sibling, on the job that you're staying in, even though they might not be treating you well, but you're choosing to stay there or staying with a partner that doesn't respect you. I'm not saying that doing something different isn't hard. I'm just saying you could. It would just be really hard. And there's going to need some solid self-reflection in order to get you from point A to point B. But it is possible. It's just hard as hell. And when we look at these situations, these crappy situations that are happening in our lives, this doesn't mean that others don't have an influence or a role in the situation. We are just focusing on what we can control. Holding yourself accountable before holding anybody else accountable so that you can truly start putting your energy in the places that you have power. You can, in theory, hold others accountable, but until they're ready to accept what you're showing them, that mirror of the ugly side sometimes, if they're not there, then they'll never really be able to take that accountability. They'll never be able to give you what you're hoping that they'll get or that they'll see because they're not in that place. So you can try to hold people accountable, but if they're not there to hear it, then you're just going to be running in circles. You're going to be frustrated, annoyed. They won't be able to influence their influence because they might be in their head. They might be upset. They might be hyper-focused on what you did wrong, whatever the case may be. They might be living in the blame game. And the reality is you don't need to live there with them. You don't need to get sucked into the blame game. You can take responsibility for yourself, accountability for yourself, see what your influence is, change that influence as much as possible and control as much of the situation so that you can live your best life in the circumstances that there are. Because sometimes we can't get away from these people. They're our family members or they're family of our partners or they're members of our church or they're students that we go to school with or they're professors that we have. So even though there'll be people in our lives we can't get rid of, we can influence the situations that we have with them and that's the best we can do. So in the midst of talking about all these things that accountability is, I also want to discuss what accountability is not. Accountability is not beating yourself up. It's not speaking negatively about yourself over and over again. Belittling yourself is not a lack of understanding for yourself and just being judgmental to who you are or your struggles or your whys of of why you might do something. I have this saying that I've said since about 2015 or 2016. With love comes understanding and with anger comes judgment. We want to move in spaces of understanding and love towards ourselves because we are so deserving of that as well as others. 
And when we find ourselves judging ourselves, we're often in spaces of anger and that can sometimes build resentment and make us feel small. So we're just going to want to be mindful of that. Accountability isn't judging yourself, but it's reflecting on your influence and being kind enough to yourself to move towards the change that's needed in order to change the situation as much as you can control. Accountability is complicated but it is extremely necessary. You might also think, what about exploring my why? Daisy, you keep mentioning, know your influence, know what you do and how that influences the situation. Very behavioral. I think the why behind your actions is actually extremely important. I encourage therapy. You don't need to be broken. You don't need to be in crisis. You don't need to be on the brink of a nervous breakdown in order to walk into the room of a therapist. But exploring our why, I love it. Do it. Go, sign up, do the hard thing, which is to talk about all of these difficult situations that we might have in our lives and understanding how they influence us. But I'm going to be honest, that can take longer. Developing insight can take a while for adults, children, all alike. It's a beautiful process that could be done in therapy or even just in self-reflection. Understanding the behavior, then you can work to change those behaviors in order to stop influencing the situation in that particular way. And then you can continue to explore that why, which might make it easier to influence that behavior in another context. Why is very important, but what can help you a little quicker to take accountability? And then you can explore the why. You don't need to be in that vicious cycle for long periods of time before you figure out the why because you think you need the why. Why is beautiful, but what is also very important. So you might ask, okay, Dr. Daisy, where am I supposed to be accountable? What parts of my life am I supposed to hold myself accountable? (laughs) And the reality is it's in everything. But mostly, what do you look at in your life and you've decided that you're not content with it? We have a value in my company, uh, which is also one of my personal values. Live your best life. I say it at the end of my podcast. I say it at the end of teaching. I say it at the end of sessions. I say it when I hang out with my friends. That doesn't mean just do whatever makes you happy. Just do that, right? Just if it makes you happy, do it. Happy is a temporary experience. It does mean a space of gratefulness, at living your best life and absorbing and being grateful for the things that we have. But another part of living your best life is also doing the hard things so that you can always move towards your actual best life. Do what makes you proud, what leads you towards what you believe is your best life. Move towards careers, people, relationships, self-reflection, therapy, and anything else that you feel you might be running away from, move towards it if you feel that it can lead you towards your best life. So it's very open, but it's really looking at what are you not content in? And if you moved towards it and fear wasn't a part of it or worry wasn't a part of it or resentment wasn't a part of it, would it lead you potentially towards living your best life? Then that's what we need to hold ourselves accountable and understand our influence in. There's probably about four other situations that I think we're going to commonly see, especially for young adults. We're looking at one, 
the idea of being single, I know that's controversial to say out loud, but if you're single or you're in multiple relationships over and over and over, and we've got common denominators left and right, look at yourself. What's your part in finding those people every time? What's your influence? Influence doesn't mean that it's your fault. Doesn't change the fact that if you're single right now in Miami, there's a lot of really crappy people in Miami. It's the culture. It's the party, fast moving, quick gratification, always something a little bit better culture that we have. But there is some amazing people in this town and I have personally met them. Take a look at yourself. Take a look at your influence. Take a look at your influence of your attraction of certain people. Understand what you give out to the world when people come towards you, when people connect with you. Again, super controversial, but it's not a space of fault. It's a space of influence. It's a place where you truly have power. Same thing with relationships with our families. You got any problems with your family? I don't. Just kidding. Everyone has problems with their families. Any little problem. And if you find reoccurring problems, take a look at yourself. What's your influence in it? That doesn't mean that the other person doesn't have a struggle. That doesn't mean the other person doesn't have a huge responsibility in whatever situation is going up. But you are in a vicious cycle with them where patterns are happening over and over again. And whether you like it or not, you have been sucked in. So you can do something different. And that's going to influence the situation. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be perfect but it might be better. You might feel less hopeless or less powerless against this type of situation because those are always really stressful. Career paths. Are you where you want to be? And if not, why? Now, that doesn't take away the fact that we live in a society that influences us as well. There are societal disadvantages for minority groups There are influences bigger than we can even begin to tear down in this conversation. And I get that. I'm not discounting that at all. I'm not discounting the influences that this world has on your ability to go to the place that you want to go. But I'm saying, what is your influence? Understand what influence you might have so that you can understand what you could potentially do doesn't take away the fact that there is sometimes a a foot on your back holding you down but it's regaining your power by understanding your influence and then the last one is your partner the person you've chosen to do life with what's your influence on the struggles that you guys have right now are you seeing their intentions as good every time they walk in a room do you have their best interests at heart do they feel heard Are you defensive? A lot of places we can go on that one. What is your influence on that relationship with the person that you do life with? You've got one. You can blame them all day, but that's not going to help you. Sometimes people take accountability by calling themselves out or apologizing. Okay, fine. You make a mistake. Now what? One, you need to take the steps to acknowledge the problem. Two, you need to take the steps to acknowledge your influence in the problem. Three, you need to take the steps to rectify the problem. And four, you need to be mindful of the decision that you made in how you chose to rectify the problem so that you are continuously assuring that you are not reindulging 
on your old patterns. People only want to acknowledge, but they sometimes want to forget to do something. And you've got to remember, you got to do something. You got to do something different. Just noticing the vicious cycle, noticing the chaos is not going to help you. Don't be sorry. Be careful. Don't tell me you're sorry and then do it again. I always tell kids that I work with when they're like, I'm sorry, do you forgive me? And then they go ahead and they do it again. I try to teach them. Let's verbalize what happened and then verbalize what you're going to do to try to change it and then actually change it. Don't just keep apologizing. Acknowledge your influence on that moment and then choose to change. When we look at accountability, is that the same thing as responsibility? Look, you can only really be accountable to yourself. So even though you can only really hold yourself accountable, you have a responsibility when you're in relation with others. Your influence on them is your responsibility because you live in relation to each other, especially if it's your life partner. So if you hurt them, you hurt yourself. You end up in a vicious cycle with them, patterned with behaviors that just fuel toxicity. And if you put toxicity in their water, you too now have toxic water in the same room because you live in relation to each other. You influence each other. Your water is now influenced. And now that's your responsibility. You're responsible for those under you, right? Your kids. Maybe you've taken custody of a sibling. Maybe your parents have become elder and now you have an expectation to do certain things in order to make sure things work well. Responsibility is when you have the biggest influence in the game to the situation. Doesn't mean other people don't have influence. It's just that you more than likely have one of the biggest influences. So responsibility is your expectation to manage something else. We often think we don't want to take responsibility because that's usually either when something has already gone wrong and you don't want to be the person to blame, or maybe you're anticipating that something might potentially go wrong and you don't want it to be your fault. So you say, whoa, 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 I'm not responsible. But the reality is you probably are in that situation, but you might not be. And if someone has a bigger responsibility, a bigger expectation, a bigger influence on the situation, then that's where boundaries often come in. And responsibility is more an expectation to manage something or an expectation that you'll be the biggest influence or that you were the biggest influence on that situation. And then there's accountability and understanding that role, which is where our change comes into play as well. Don't run from responsibility because you're scared you'll be blamed. Most of the situations that we run into, there's no way of figuring out whose fault it was. And we run in circles trying to point fingers and blame. But let's move from that and let's start understanding our influence and only influencing the things that we think we have control over, which is ourselves. So what now? We've understood accountability, what it is, what parts in our lives we can start influencing to live our best lives, live our best relationships with others. So what do we do with all this? It's time to do better. It's time to start doing the hard things. Self-reflection is hard, but you've got 
to do it. Let's start seeing our influence on the things in our lives, on the things we don't like. Let's understand the influence of the things we do like so that we can do that more. When you know what you're responsible for, what you have the biggest influence on, that's going to give you much more control of the situation because you'll understand your responsibility. So you should know where are your biggest influences. And if something isn't where you want it to be, start looking within. It doesn't make it your fault, but it's the only place we have control and it could make the difference. You could change something that can start leading your life in a different path. You've got way more power than you believe that you do. Some things in life, they suck. Bad things happen and we can't control them. People are mean. People hurt us. Hurricanes come and take our homes. These are not the things that I am talking about in this podcast. You more than likely know exactly what I'm talking about. So let's start taking accountability for those things, not the things that we truly don't have control over. I'm Dr. Monteroso, and this is the truth about taking accountability.